Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, June 30th, 542 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures down six and a quarter at 647 and a half. November soybeans down six and a quarter at 1472. September Chicago wheat down three and three quarters at 926 and a quarter. September Kansas City wheat up one and three quarters at 993. September spring wheat down five and three quarters at 1022 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, guys. We're getting close to 6,000 subscribers. Uh, I'd love to get there here over the next month or two. Uh, leave me a comment, like these videos. All of those things will help YouTube and its algorithm to uh, grow this channel for me. Much appreciated. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email has been going out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. That email includes a ton of information, charts, graphics, uh, overnight headlines, all of those things. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, I did one regarding uh, some of these commodity markets that have started to show signs of weakness, and some of them that have just outright collapsed from uh, the highs that we saw earlier this year and how this may be kind of a negative factor uh, for commodities in general. Also did a weather update, and I've been talking about weather in quite a bit of detail in just about all of these videos. Uh, check this out today, guys. 50 bucks a month, no other fee, no other obligation. Uh, nobody will try to sell you anything else. Cancel at any time. There is a cargo ship that has left the Ukrainian port of Bernyansk. This is a Russian-occupied port that has reportedly been demined. A Russian-installed official wrote on the Telegram messaging service, he said this. This is all according to a Reuters report here this morning. After a stoppage of several months, the first cargo ship has left the Bernyansk port. Russia's news agency said that the vessel was carrying 7,000 tons of grain to, quote, friendly countries. There was a revision to that initial post on the Telegram service. Uh, it did not specify what the ship was carrying. So this could be, I suppose, stolen Ukrainian grain that is now being sold by Russia. The details here are very much lacking. Uh, but this is interesting, and this is a trend that could continue. I mean, you've got to think about the possible outcomes of this war, and I don't know that it ends anytime soon, but what are some of the possible outcomes or most likely outcomes? I think one of the more likely outcomes is that Russia ultimately controls uh, some or all of Ukraine uh, at the end of the day. I think that's very possible. And if that is uh, the ultimate scenario, that's where we're headed, uh, you may see more of this. It's it's going to be Russia essentially shipping grain out of Ukrainian ports. And I know there's been a lot of damage. There's a lot of infrastructure issues, but that could be one direction here. What are your other possibilities? Uh, Ukraine comes back and wins the war. I, I think that's unlikely to say the least. Um, what are the other possibilities? I mean, World War III, NATO gets involved. I don't really know, but I think that this idea that, yeah, Russia is going to occupy at least part of Ukraine and specifically these these areas on the coast um, and and these ports in particular. I mean, this could be a sign of things to come, but it's it's very very early. Uh, this is uh, one vessel that they're talking about. We don't even know if this is true. Uh, this is all kind of new here this morning, but certainly an interesting deal and uh, a few things to consider along with that. 
Not much on the radar here in the United States this morning. Looks like some places of Minnesota may be catching a little bit of rain, but outside of that, the Corn Belt is mostly dry. Now, in terms of the forecast, we're still looking at this wetter deal here for the first two weeks of July. Here's the next seven days on my map. This is total expected uh, precipitation. And you've got pretty good coverage across a lot of the Corn Belt. This light blue stuff is like an inch and a quarter. This purplish stuff is an inch and a half to two inches. So you've got some decent coverage just over the next uh, seven days. Both the uh, Euro and the GFS model indicating that you're going to see these rains begin to accumulate around the 4th, which is Monday. And then when you go to the longer term GFS, this is uh, what's on my screen here is the GFS through July 15th. They're calling for uh, rainfall and, and decent amounts of rainfall for almost the entire Corn Belt. Some of the Southern Plains kind of lacking. Um, maybe there's a few pockets here that are on the drier side. But guys, it's June 30th. You've got a forecast indicating that the entire Corn Belt is going to see at least two inches of rain over the next two weeks. Uh, this is a bearish map, in my opinion, in any given year. And I understand you, could, you can get into more details and say, you know, the crop's late or it's too dry here or too wet there, things along those lines. I understand all of that, but but uh, this doesn't need to be overly complicated. When you've got a really wet forecast uh, for the next two weeks on June 30th, uh, that's a bearish deal, in, in my opinion, uh, in most years. Now, could this forecast be wrong? It absolutely could be. We saw just last weekend how uh, most of the forecasters and the models missed that big rain event that hit Iowa and Illinois in particular. So forecasts can be wrong. They're always subject to change. But this is a wet and, and kind of bearish-looking forecast, in my opinion. Um, we do have heat here. And this is kind of the other piece to the puzzle. And um, I, I think that the, the rainfall kind of trumps the heat in, in terms of what the market is going to believe and also in, in terms of just yield potential uh, for corn in general. But this heat is going to be an issue out through at least the 13th. Uh, according to the government maps here, you've got odds of above normal temperatures. And uh, I'm seeing the same when you look at, at more specific model data here. But again, I think the wet forecast is, is probably the bigger deal here. And that's not a guarantee or even a prediction that the markets are going to go lower. I just I viewed this in particular, and also this even the next seven days. I mean, this is bearish stuff in regard to weather uh, this time of year. We do have a USDA report today. This is the planted acreage and grain stocks report. It will be out at 11 a.m. Central Time. This is probably one of the more important USDA reports of the year uh, in any given year. It's often associated with uh, big-time market volatility. Traders expecting a marginal increase in U.S. corn acreage versus March intentions, a marginal decrease in soybean acreage versus expectations. You guys have seen all the estimates by now for acreage and for stocks. I will talk about this uh, in detail tomorrow morning after the report. U.S. gasoline demand may be showing a little bit of uh, signs of weakness here. Implied demand for U.S. gasoline uh, was up 4.9% on the week, and EIA had some system issues apparently, and they were down last week. But gasoline demand for the week is down 2.7% versus the same week last year, which is uh, right here on my screen. And it's down almost 6% versus the same week in 2019. We kind of scratched 2020 because of COVID and people are gonna do that with just about every piece of economic data out there moving forward. 2020 is gonna be just a year that, that we don't look at or you can't really compare anything to. But in any case, maybe this is a sign that gasoline demand is softening up because of higher prices. Uh, there is an ethanol implication, of course, if gasoline were to become uh, drastically softer. Ethanol production was uh, pretty 
much normal on the week, 1.051 million barrels per day. Ethanol stocks were down 3% on the week. They're still pretty high uh, seasonally, but they have been trending lower. So for the moment, I don't know that this is cause for concern, but maybe some signs here that uh, gasoline demand is softening up just a little bit. We do have an export sales report this morning. Uh, old crop corn sales expected 200 to 700. New crop corn sales expected 100 to 500,000 metric tons. Soybeans could be nothing up to maybe 300 for old crop, 100 to 500 for new crop. Uh, wheat sales for the current marketing year should be 200 to 600. Remember also today is first notice day for July grain futures. So uh, if your grain buyer is still bidding off July, they'll be flipping to September uh, today. The cattle market was lower yesterday, uh, sharply lower, well, down about a dollar in feeder cattle, so just generally lower. There was some better cash trade in Nebraska, 145 to 151, still 137 to 138 in the south. We had a hogs and pigs report out yesterday. It kind of confirmed the the general uh, theme of contraction in the U.S. hog herd, but that was seen as, as a neutral to maybe slightly friendly report, that hogs and pigs report. U.S. dollars higher this morning. Stock market's down. The uh, S&P is down 55. The Dow Jones down 370. Uh, bonds are up. Gold's down five bucks. Crude oil down 66 cents in the August WTI at 109.12. Remember, guys, report at 11 a.m. Central. Have a great day. I'll talk to you Friday.